Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives. No fairy godmothers required. Hello, thank you for joining me today. I so appreciate you listening. I know that your time is valuable and so sharing it with me means a lot. If you have been listening to my podcast recently, you know that I've been sharing from my own journey about learning how to maximize my life or not just learning how, but having a mindset to maximizing instead of minimizing. Because it's so easy, at least for me, (laughs) to minimize my life thinking that I am doing something good by doing that and then realize that I'm actually being lazy or I am not embracing an opportunity or stewarding something that the Lord has given me. And so I've been on this journey recently to recognize the possibilities of the moment, the opportunities that the Lord has put in my hand and in my life and what it means to embrace them and to maximize or make the most of the opportunities in my life. And Something that I have come to realize is so important about this is to be careful of what I eat, (laughs) but I'm not talking about food. Maximizing your life requires taking care of your mind. So the reason why I phrased it in terms of what you eat is because of a verse that I actually shared not that long ago when I was speaking at our church at the house. And I shared out of the story of Jesus that is found in John chapter 4. And it's the story of him talking to the Samaritan woman. I'm not going to read it or even go into detail. But if you're not familiar, Jesus has been on a journey with his disciples. They've been walking from one location to another. He sits down at a well and his disciples go to try to find food. So he's weary from his journey. A woman comes, he asks her for water. They end up having this conversation. And long story short, the woman actually comes to know who he is and a revival breaks out in the town. It's pretty amazing. But in the midst of when Jesus is talking to this woman, the disciples come back and they had gone to go find food. And so they come back and they find Jesus talking to this woman and they tell him, hey, you know, like have something to eat. (laughs) And he says to them, I have food that you know nothing about. And so this is really confusing to them. (laughs) And they're asking, you know, did someone bring him something to eat? Like, where did he find this food? And then Jesus says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. And he goes on. Now, there's specific things that Jesus is talking about, but I just want to talk a little bit about what it is that we're eating. You know, I have a great appreciation People who are passionate about food. (laughs) I have a daughter that loves to try different recipes, at least sometimes. And she gets passionate about what she eats. And she gets really passionate about food. 
And I love that. You know, sometimes Jamie and I joke because we've raised some kids with a really good taste, which is on the one hand awesome. And on the other hand, it, you know, it keeps the grocery bills a little bit higher than maybe if we would have raised kids without such good taste. (laughs) But I get to partake of what my kids make and of what their appetite is for. And it's been awesome because they've been able to introduce things into my life that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Like things like boba tea, for example. I have a daughter who actually will make the boba and will make different teas and will make, you know, handmade syrups and things like that to go in it. And it's pretty awesome. Or will make really beautiful and delicious desserts. Like that's a pretty awesome thing because I get to partake (laughs) of the creation, right? So I have appreciation for people who are passionate about food because if they're passionate about food, the food tends to be of a higher quality and a better taste. You know, I know there's a lot of people that are very passionate about food and get very involved with what they eat and are very careful about what they eat. And there's nothing wrong with that. Organic food and I eat this and I don't eat that. And again, that can be a great way to live. But it amazes me how easily we put things in our mind. And I am guilty of this too. I'm speaking to myself, (laughs) not just to you. But it amazes me that among Christian culture, that there seems to be more emphasis placed on what we put in our mouths than what we put in our minds. That we can be so concerned about making sure that we have everything all natural and everything healthy and that we're doing our most to maximize our health. But we are concentrating so much on the physical frame because I'm not saying that this isn't important, but what we feed on in our minds, the information we take in, the things we dwell on, it impacts our lives so much. And I would say that it impacts our lives even more than the food we eat. Again, I'm not saying (laughs) that there's anything wrong with a healthy lifestyle. If that is your conviction, go for it. But sometimes at the expense or in place of controlling or putting effort or care towards what we're feeding on in our spirit, what we're feeding on in our emotions, what we're feeding on in our thoughts. You know, Jesus was able to behave the way he did on earth because he was so connected to heaven. I know that Jesus was God, but he was also fully man. He came to earth and he lived a life that was fully man. He embraced his humanness. He experienced, you know, it says in scripture that we don't have a high priest that was not tempted, but that he was tempted in every way, that he knows what it was like fully to be human because he was tempted in every way, but yet he was without sin. How can this be? Well, because he fed on heaven. He was so connected to the heavenly realm. He was so connected by his father. His disciples come back and they're telling him to eat, but he doesn't want to eat when he's talking to the Samaritan woman because it's not important anymore. Because what's important is what's happening, what's unfolding in this woman because heaven is coming and touching earth. 
And Jesus is the only one in that moment that can see it because he's been feeding on heaven. His connection, his passion is all about what his father is doing, what the work of his father has started. Like Jesus is passionate about bringing it to completion. It's what his focus is on. It's so easy for us (laughs) to take in the world at the expense of heaven. It's so easy to get focused on things that should be side issues and treat them as though they're the main issue when we are feeding on the earthly realm instead of the heavenly realm. It's so important for us to pay attention to what we're feeding on. It's amazing to me how easy it is to see this in my kids. You know, we have rules in our home around the use of electronics. We have safeguards and a filter and we try to be responsible with our kids. We don't shelter them away from electronics, the internet, so forth, because we believe it's a part of the world and that it can actually be used for good and can be helpful for their futures. I'm so thankful, by the way, that I homeschool in the modern day when there are so many resources available at my fingertips online, like it has changed our school year dramatically from when I first started with my son so long ago and there was a lot less available, or at least I had access for sure to less too. So I'm very thankful for it. But I see in my kids, if we have a day or two where we've relaxed the rules on electronics for whatever reason, And so they've been feeding on it more than normal. You can see it in the way that they behave. They become more selfish. They become more self-focused. They they just become less connected to each other or to us or to what's happening. And they become more connected and more passionate (laughs) about the electronics. Like it's, it's amazing. It's not hard to see probably seen similar things in your kids too. It's easy to see in our kids. I think it's amazing though how much we can recognize this sometimes in our kids, but we don't recognize it in ourselves. Because I don't know if you know this, but electronics probably has the same impact on your life. That phone that you carry around, if it becomes something that you are constantly checking, it's going to impact your mood. It's going to impact the way that you see life. You know, this is why sometimes we have to step away from it entirely. If you're feeding too much on social media, this can be a detriment to your life. Sometimes we have to actually put boundaries in our life around things so that they add positively to our life and they don't become a detriment. (laughs) And it's so easy sometimes to see it in other people. I don't want to just focus, though, on the negative thing because it's easy to see, you know, music, movies, those things. We had a child one time who said something, (laughs) repeated something that they had heard from somewhere else. (laughs) And we went, wait a second, where did you hear this, right? Like, this is shocking to me. This isn't the way we talk to each other. And it was actually something that they had heard from another person that they play with because they'd been around this atmosphere. They'd been around and experiencing this thing and it just became normal to them. They didn't understand it. And so they had been feeding on something and it became part of their life as well. 
And so of course we had to then <laughs> make adjustments. So again, it's easy to see it in kids, but do you know that it's the same is true for you? And the people that you hang around and the things that you're feeding on and the things that you're putting your attention to, but not just in the negative though, it doesn't just impact you. The problem is that if we aren't proactive in what we feed on, then we often have negative experiences or a negative impact in our life and we don't even realize it. But the good news is that we can flip it and make it a positive thing. Jesus did this so well. He fed on his connection to the Father. He fed on heaven. He fed on what his father was doing, what his father was doing in the earth. And he was passionate about that. And that became the main part of his diet. We can do that too. We can make it so that the main part of our diet is heaven, that we are connected to the father, that we are seeing things from his perspective, that we're paying attention to what he is doing in the earth, that we're feeding on the good things, that we're setting our mind on the good things. This is what scripture tells us to do. But I think sometimes the reason we don't do it is because we're intimidated by the thought of what that process should be. For whatever reason, we can get really religious in our mindset. And so we begin to think like, oh, I have to get up at three o'clock and I have to spend two hours in prayer and I have to read through this much of the Bible and I have to do this and this and this. And it becomes this like laborious prospect. It's overwhelming and nobody can do that all the time, or at least very few people can. And so I want to encourage you today that it's really actually not that hard to start feeding on heaven. You know, yes, there is a place for eliminating some of the negative things that you've been feeding on. Like if your social media feed is disrupting your thoughts, stop, just step away, take a break, block people, or at least stop following them. If the news cycle is doing that, then stop, take a break. It isn't that you don't ever need to come back and know, you know, at least vaguely what's happening in the world, but the world is not actually going to stop or fall apart if you step away from the news for a week or two. You might need to do that just to detox your mind from it. Maybe there's voices in your life, same thing, like where you just have to step away. So I know that there is truth to that, that you need to step away from the negative things, but I want to suggest to you that Sometimes it's not so much stepping away from the negative as it is adding the positive, you know, satisfying your soul on positive things. And there are so many easy ways to do this, adding worship music to your day. It's amazing to me how much of an impact it makes when I have worship music playing in our home, especially in the morning when I first get up, if I put worship music on. And so, you know, I'm making breakfast and the kids are getting up and we're getting into our day and the tone of it is worship music. It just ministers to my heart. It ministers to my spirit. It feeds us in such an important way. And spending time with the Lord throughout the day. It doesn't have to be just set apart time. That's good too. But beginning to practice praying continually throughout your day, just connecting your heart to heaven, just having an ongoing conversation 
paying attention to what you see and hear the Lord doing, speaking to him about what's on your mind and on your heart. This doesn't have to be long, set apart, super elegant prayers. This can be you as you're going throughout your day, mumbling under your breath here and there. can be as you're doing your dishes, as you're on your commute, as you're brushing your teeth even, because God understands us even when we're brushing our teeth. Just stay in in connection to him. It is important, though, I will say, to be quiet with him sometimes, too. To be paying attention, to be asking him what he's saying, to be asking him to teach us how to see him and to hear him and to see what he's doing. So those quiet moments are important, too. Reading scripture, it's so important to fall in love with the word of God. You know, what he's saying to you now but also falling in love with those pages because he speaks through those words. But you don't have to read for hours a day in order to do that. You know, there are so many Bible reading plans out there, and I'm going to give you a helpful hint. Find Bible reading plan. You can have it on your phone. There's free apps that have Bibles that you can read at no cost. You can connect Bible reading plans to a free Bible app. That's how I have it on my phone. And so you click on your Bible reading plan for the day and it'll bring you right to that scripture. And then you read it and you know what? It's okay if you don't read all of it. Just ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask your heart to connect with him. And sometimes you might read a verse and boom, there he is. And you hear him and you're connecting with him. And that's, that was it. You don't have to read the rest. It's okay. Stop. Pay attention. Be in that moment with him. You know, some days maybe you'll read the whole thing and you won't really feel anything dramatic. That's okay too, because there's something happening that you're not aware of. You're putting his words in your heart. You know, some days maybe you don't get to it. Don't beat yourself up about it. And also don't try to play the catch up game. (laughs) Get further and further behind and now you have 17 days that you have to read. Like, oh no, how are you ever going to? Well, then you don't and you quit and you just move on without it. Don't do that. Instead, just pick up on the day that you're on. So instead of trying to catch up on those 17 days that you missed, just start on the day that you're on and just do that whenever you need to. Because the point isn't about a checklist. The point is about a living, breathing connection with the Lord. The point is about feeding yourself with heaven can also do this by making sure that you're staying in connection with other Christians that you're hearing. And I will say other Christians that are healthy, (laughs) that know and love the Lord, not just religious people, but people that are growing. Feed yourself on testimonies, other people's and yours too. Remind yourself what the Lord did and has done in you and is doing for you. Feed on his goodness. Feed on his testimonies. It's so important. I'm out of time, so I'm going to stop, but I just want to encourage you to be paying attention to what you're eating because the what you eat, the things you put in your mind, the way that you spend your days, that impacts your life so much. And the Lord created your life with purpose. The season has purpose. It has promise. It has potential for you. So don't let it get stolen away by a bad diet. But instead, feed on heaven, connect your heart to the Lord, be encouraged and strengthened by the community around you, and you will be amazed at how this will help you 
to maximize the moment of life that you're in. Blessings to you. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to having you with me next time when we're going to talk about minimizing to maximize. And always in the meantime, you can find me on social media by searching for Nicole Van Gelder, The House. But also there are some exciting things in the works that are going to be launching this fall, both here and at Joyfield Home. So you can please stay tuned to that as well. But really just bless you wherever you're at. I hope that this encourages you, (laughs) maybe slightly convicts you if you are being encouraged to wake up but mostly encourages you that there are precious things in this season and there is a reason to stay engaged and to stay awake and to be a part of what the Lord is going to do.